My guest on the show today, I mentioned her early, Michelle Lilly. She is an entrepreneur, cryptocurrency and technology investor and educator, philanthropist. And like I said, her motto, you are the opportunity. Her company, her company Crypto Rich, is a technology company technology company specializing in blockchain and digital currency education. Hear that right now. That's why I have a master class. Blockchain and digital currency education. Our mission today is to educate the culture on the fundamentals of blockchain and blockchain and cryptocurrency conversation, where African Americans tend to not participate because we always last to the to the opportunity. Well, let's try to be first to the opportunity. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Michelle Lilly. How you doing, Michelle? <clears throat> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And thank you for having me on this call and in this conversation. Well, before we even get into the whole conversation about cryptocurrency, let's give some background on you so I can educate my audience about who you, your journey to this point. Because I will tell you, I have been a person who have invested in the stock. I have not invested mm-hmm. in cryptocurrency. I have not invested mm-hmm. in Bitcoin. I don't even know what it is. Okay, I hear about it. I'm nervous. But before we even talk about that, let's find a lot, find out a little bit about you. How did you, your history, your education, how did we evolve to the point that I can bring you on this call to talk about something that is really defining the industry and we as African-Americans need to be participating in? Okay, so just to give you some of my background, um, I entered the space of cryptocurrency in 2017. I started purchasing Bitcoin at twelve hundred dollars. And at the time, I knew nothing about Bitcoin. I knew nothing about cryptocurrency. I knew nothing about blockchain. And um, I entered into a program that promised to pay you 2% a day on your Bitcoin. Long story short, that went away and I lost some money. But I I started to understand Bitcoin to know that Bitcoin didn't scam me. The platform scammed me. And what I realized is something that you just talked about that's about about being around successful people because you can get the right information. And what I didn't have was the right information. So I decided that I was going to get the right information and I went and got blockchain certified and I went and got Ethereum certified. And I went on to, as of tomorrow, I will take a final and after tomorrow will be the first African-American female in the world with a master's degree in blockchain and digital currency from a top five university in the world called University of Nicosia. So from an academic standpoint, I went and really got educated, but I am a active participant in the field of cryptocurrency and the blockchain. Now, here's the interesting thing, because you, you publicly admitted on my interview that you got scammed. And that's uh-huh. my fear, because I don't know, because let, 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 let me just back up why I am afraid. And I shouldn't okay. be afraid. I, I shouldn't even use the word afraid. I just don't know. And I okay. and fear is not the option. Ignorance is the option. Because I there know I can go to a Morgan Stanley and buy stock. I know I can go to a, uh-huh. you know, to a Merrill Lynch and buy stock, because that's what I do. Okay, I know you have uh-huh. apps that you can go and buy stock on. How do you get in the cryptocurrency game and what is it? Because I know stock is tied to like Apple. So I buy an Apple mm-hmm. stock or I can buy a mm-hmm. uh, Home Depot stock. I know I can see the mm-hmm. building. I can actually walk into mm-hmm. my investment. Mm-hmm. Cryptocurrency doesn't okay. work like that. Bitcoin doesn't work like that. What is what is what is it? What is it? <laughs> okay, so let me let me dissect a couple of things that you just said there. Okay. Because cryptocurrency, so let, let's talk about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. 
Okay. So Bitcoin is a protocol, and it's more of a store of value and a transfer uh, and an exchange. When you deal with other cryptocurrencies and the proto, let me let me just back up. The protocol of Bitcoin is what makes Bitcoin so valuable. And I'm gonna put a I'm gonna I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a pause there. I'm gonna put a semicolon there. We're gonna come back to that. Okay. Because cryptocurrency, like you mentioned, like Apple stock, a lot of times people think that cryptocurrency is just different currencies like a forex, like you just trading the right. USD for the yen or you know, the euro for the peso. Right. That's not what cryptocurrency is at all. It's more like a hybrid between stock and currency. And let me explain what I mean by that. When you have a, when you invest in a cryptocurrency, so like say like um, Ethereum, because a lot of people have heard of Ethereum. Yes. And it, it holds the second largest market cap in the cryptocurrency space. So when there there is a protocol behind Ethereum and dealing with smart contracts, and it has a utility case. So these coins have utility behind them, just like the reason that you purchase uh, Apple right. stock is because of the products behind Apple. Okay. Well, the same way that these coins do. The difference is what makes it a hybrid. If I was to say, hey, Rashad, send me $5,000 today in Apple stock, you couldn't. You would have to cash it out, and then you would have to send me the capital. If I told you to send me $5,000 in Ethereum, you could send it to me right now, and we could probably verify it in the next 10 minutes that it has hit my wallet because it operates like currency, but it has utility and value the same way that stock does. Mm. And that's the misconception and myth that a lot of people have. They don't understand that cryptocurrency has utility behind these coins. Bitcoin is a protocol, and it allows us to have a store of value because I hear when a lot of people say that I'm, I'm scared of cryptocurrency, what we need to be somewhat nervous about is the dollar. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay? Right, right. Because nobody's talking about the, the value and the inflation that we're dealing with, and what Bitcoin does, what makes it so valuable yes. is two things. Is one is not controlled by a central government. It's a protocol, and it's and it's a protocol on the blockchain that is almost unhackable, meaning that it's decentralized. So there's no one a central authority that's running it. It's ran by no. Matter of fact, you could run a node on uh, on on a Bitcoin blockchain, and those transactions are verified by individuals that are running these nodes and computer hash power. I'm not going to get into the technical side of it, but it is almost secure. It's almost 100% secure. It it would have to be what we call a 51% attack, meaning that 51% of the nodes would have to come together and agree to attack that blockchain in order for there to be any fraudulent activity, right? which is almost impossible because these nodes don't know each other around the world. Let me ask you this, Michelle. This, this, this is the thing is, so how does, okay, so I put $5,000 because it, it's a bank wallet, right? It's called a wallet, correct? 
That's where you uh, keep it's everything. Wallet. Okay, uh-huh. cool. So I'm learning now. So you educated me now. So so I hope okay. my listeners are listening because you can call in 404-880-9255 if you want to ask a question just like Rashawn McDonald is learning. Now, how does that value go up? So if I put $1,000 of cryptocurrency in my wallet, how does that uh-huh. value go up? Okay, so I'm glad you asked that question. So let's talk specifically about Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is the granddaddy of all cryptocurrency. It rises and it drops the market. Mm-hmm. So first of all, Bitcoin is scarce. There's only 21 million that will ever be made. And wow. it's deflationary. Yes. It's, so it's, it's more than 21 millionaires in Houston, Texas, where I'm at right now. Okay, not only is it scarce, it's deflationary. And what I mean by that, because there's only 21 million that have ever been made, think about if there was only 21 million dollars that were ever that was ever created. And Bitcoin, when I say deflationary, Bitcoin does a thing every four years called a halving, which means that the amount of 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 Bitcoin that is put out and can be mined is cut in half every four years. It was written into the protocol. So think about if we were putting a million dollars out in circulation every year. Mm -hmm. And every four years, we cut that amount that was going out in circulation in half. Mm -hmm. The value of that dollar would rise significantly. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right? Through competition. That's what happens because, right, because there wouldn't be enough because it's scarce. That's what's happening with Bitcoin. And the more and more that these institutional money, and I'm not talking about retail investors because retail investors follow the institution money. When the more these institutions are realizing, like your Morgan Stanley's, your, um, uh, what, what's the oldest insurance company? Uh, but American your, General the, the and all these. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your city banks, your, 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 your your chases, the more that they're getting involved and the more that these companies like MicroStrategy, which is, you know, a Fortune 500 company that have all their money sitting in, all their cash reserves sitting in Bitcoin, because they're understanding what retail investors are not understanding, that the inflation that we're dealing with, with all these trillions of dollars being put out in, in circulation, the value of our dollar is going down so much. But Bitcoin, if you look at in the last 10 years, it has a 200% return per year based on what Bitcoin was <laughs> 10 years ago. Wow. So they're understanding that the value of Bitcoin and the scarcity okay. and the fact that it was written into the protocol. So I can go okay. on. Hey, Michelle, 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 I'm not afraid no more. We're going to talk about how I got I, I, I got to participate now. I got to get in before they cut this in half again. Okay? There you go. I think you stunned my listeners. Usually the phone is ringing off the hook. Before I get back to my interview, I want to talk about five tips on improving your ability to win. I always tell anybody, you know, it's about you. And like her motto says, Michelle motto, you are the opportunity. And I always tell people, if you look inside yourself and you really evaluate, a lot of people call it vision boards. Here are five tips on improving your ability to win. First, you need to identify your strengths. Identify your strengths. What are you good at? You know, not what you like to do, not what you want to do, but what are you good at? What is your strength? When somebody comes to you, what are they coming to you for on a regular basis? If they're coming to you for advice, if they're coming for you to perform, if coming to you to make something, that is your strength. Start recognizing that. If you recognize that, then you can charge people for that strength. Identify where you can improve yourself. 
That's important because a lot of people will not accept criticism. They will run from criticism. They'll get angry when they hear criticism. And so when people can help them out, they don't help them out because they don't feel like you tripping or you going off on them. Just because they're telling you, you know, if you wasn't so rough in your tone, if you if you if you showed up on time and opened your doors at the same time for your business, if you didn't if you put a little bit more food on that plate, then guess what? The customer will not think you're being cheap. Consider the benefits of changing. That's important. Set specific goals. We all know that's important. My goal every day is a simple goal. I get up at four thirty Monday through Friday. I get up at four thirty every day. Monday through Friday. That's my goal. Now, I don't like getting up at 4.30. I actually hate getting up at 4.30. But if I don't, if I get up at 5.30 or 6.30, it changes my whole day. So 4.30 is my get-up time. It's my success slot. I decided to get in and make myself win. And the final thing I always tell people on the five tips of improving your ability to win is to be consistent. Please be consistent when you speak to people. Please be consistent when you when you make your product, be consistent, you're delivering your product. Never make an excuse. If you're supposed to get the product there yesterday and it gets there next week, it's you the fault. It's not the post office. It's not FedEx. you the problem. So accept the responsibility to be consistent. And guess what? Customers will respect that. Your friends will respect that. Your relationship will respect that. With all that being said, let's get back to my friend who's called in, cryptocurrency expert, Michelle Lilly. How you doing, Michelle? I'm back. I'm good. Michelle, I had to get that out. You know, I, you know, I, on my show, this, this is a master class of the first of the year. And what I'm trying to do, and I thank you for coming on my show, I'm just trying to give in, in individuals information. And what I've learned is, you know, you, you go through a year and, and, you know, we're coming out of COVID and COVID changed a lot of people's mentality. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, a lot of people were unemployed. A lot of people uh, got evicted. A lot of people. But that stock market in 2020 was setting records. You know, there was a certain group of people that were becoming millionaires and billionaires, and there were a certain group of people who who asking, the, can you extend my rent so I want to get evicted? Can you give me some money uh-huh. because I, I, I need child care? Can you tell uh-huh. me what I can do? So we've, we've quickly become a country where we are the haves and the have-nots. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so when I, when I bring you on my show, Money Making Conversations Masterclass, to talk about this, I'm asking you to help us become part of the haves. And sure. you, I, I want to tell you, you explain stuff very, very simple. When I say that, that's important and that's a compliment. Cause, Thank you. Because I've read this in a book and it's so complicated. Cryptocurrency, and they need to repeat the word cryptocurrency again to explain what cryptocurrency is. I don't even know what cryptocurrency was the first time. Now you're going to put it in the definition? And so, <laughs> And so when I hear you speak to me, that's important because all I'm asking for is a is is is, a, is an option to win. So when you see people like me frustrated, what is the number one thing that you tell people like me? Is it to calm down, or you can? It's not too late to get in, or you need a lot of money or a little bit of money. What what advice do you give a, a person like me or anybody who's so, listening to my show? So I give I give a couple things, and one is this. The first one is this, and this this one is going to be maybe a gut punch for a couple people. <laughs> When they say that, you know, I don't understand cryptocurrency. You know what I say? Most of us don't understand the dollar that we use and or the currency that we currently operate in anyway. Mm-hmm. That's number one. The second thing is nobody's waiting for your opinion or your understanding to for it to go forward. 
just like nobody's waiting on our understanding for us to understand the current dollar. Most of us can't make the type of money and the have and the have-nots that we have right now because we don't understand the current financial system that we're in. Right. Let alone the new financial system that's being ushered in. Right. But nobody came and got our opinion when they changed from where we, now you use debit cards for everything and now you send in cash app and now you they didn't come and get your opinion or your vote they just did it and they didn't care that you didn't understand mm. so the same thing is happening with cryptocurrency whether we understand it or not and most of us use that as an excuse not to move forward or to understand it or to even understand it because in, in essence we feel like they haven't given us the permission yet to do it because they're telling us no when they're going, when they're on they're on the back end of it. When you look at all the institutional money that's being poured into cryptocurrency and all the big players that's getting involved, and we think about the metaverse that's happening and, you know, people buying Samsung just bought land in the metaverse and Nike just bought, uh, did a deal with Decentraland, one of the largest metaverses in cryptocurrency and so forth. They're not waiting on us. So I say that if you don't know, it's important to at least pay attention because most of us don't understand the current financial system that we operate in anyway. So that, let's not use that as an, as an excuse not to participate. We will be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I want to pull Gino in. Gino in Atlanta, he wants to call in. Gino, how you doing? Welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass. How you doing? All, all good, man. I, I just want to ask a question. Yes, What's sir. What's your opinion on, on Ripple slash XRP? Uh, Michelle, that's a question because you know I don't know what he's talking about. Are, okay, are, are so you familiar Ripple. with what he just said there, Michelle? Very much so. Very much so. Um, I own is it a, is it a hold or a – go ahead. No, no, no. I'm going to just hold on, hold on before we get started. We don't give out advice on the hold or the buy. We don't do that on okay. this show. Okay. This is – this. Is, don't don't come on my show trying to – little. Well, Rashawn said buy. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Well, you, you're not going to do me like that, Gino. You ain't going to get me off the air after one week. You know what I'm saying? But, but she will explain to you about that. Because that's why the show is about, you know, I was just joking with you. She's going to uh, give you some advice about the background about it, and I think that's why you called. Michelle? Yes. Um, so Ripple Ripple is only – so the one thing I want you to consider, Ripple is only having legal issues in the U.S. And oftentimes we think that the U.S. is controlling the whole world. And that's not that's, – that's only partially correct. Um, and cryptocurrency goes spans the globe, and when so Ripple has so many partnerships with big banks in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. So this lawsuit is just a lawsuit to slow it down. From my opinion, now this is just my opinion, um, and I think that it's going to come out favorable in you know in in, in Ripple's in Ripple's favor. Um, and when you're dealing with a settlement token, because that's what Ripple is, for those that don't know, a settlement token for the bank, for the banks, I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I think you're going to have a win there. Um, and I think that the, the token is being suppressed on purpose. So so do you think it's going to, uh, how can I say this, um, challenge the SWIFT system? That's what it was designed for, yes. And I think that's one of the, the reasons that the lawsuit came as well. That's all I need to 
Gino, thank you for calling Money Making Conversation. Call in anytime, Gino. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Now, Michelle, again, you know, the interesting thing about it is that, you know, when Bitcoin first came out, it wasn't tied to a bank, at least in my mind. Cryptocurrency, and you hear all these corporations investing in, and you hear about all these hedge funds investing in these cryptocurrency, uh-huh. these Ethereums, and also you're hearing about uh, these Bitcoins. And you tell me 21 million Bitcoins were made. See, right there, I'm going like, okay, who? Okay, it's like it's like it's like these NFTs. Okay, uh-huh. people are like it's like they're just making up stuff, and then all of a sudden people are investing in it, and then guess what? It holds the currency, and then all of a sudden, it's. That's what any dollar does, though, Rashawn. Money was just made up out the blue. From we just create, we went from the gold standard to the we just made up dollars. And people believed it because they said that. And the only thing that money is backed by is, is the belief of the people. Wow. You're absolutely telling the truth. And so so now with cryptocurrency, now now NFTs and uh, cryptocurrency, are they are they the same? No. <clears throat> okay. So, and let me, before we get started, please tell everybody what is an NFT. Yes, I hear somebody in the background saying that. So, an <laughs> NFT—that's <laughs> my producer. This is his question. Okay, no, this—I so got an inside question. You know, we can, can, can okay, please ask gotcha. about this. So, 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 uh, so, an NFT is a non—is exactly what he said. It's a non-fungible token, and what that means is—is is that it's it's unique. It can't be replaced with something else, like something that's fungible. Right. Fungible is something that's able to be replaced by an identical item. So, like, for instance, dollars. I can replace dollars with dollars because it's an identical item. When I'm dealing with something that's non-fungible, I'm dealing with something that's unique, like art. Right. That's why a lot of people use art, because it can become an original. Mm. Yes. Music. So you're going to see. So now you see a lot of these artists, they're dropping their records and they're dropping their albums as NFTs because now they don't have to go through these platforms to sell their music. They're selling them as NFTs. And because it's, it's built on the blockchain, which is a public ledger and anybody can see what's going on on the blockchain, it allows them to, 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 to have ownership directly that is contracted through a smart contract on the blockchain and now they can sell their so say for instance if i was a musician and i sold my one of my nfts to you i can also say every time you sell that nft i'm going to get 20 percent of that uh we're speaking to michelle Lilly. she's the first african-american female to receive a master's degree in blockchain and digital currency from a top five university in the world she has a number of books out uh own digital currency, own cryptocurrency, own Bitcoin. But you have a new book that you have coming out in February, The Metaverse and NFTs, uh, that you co-offered yes. with another graduate of the school that you attended. Tell us about, see, now when you start talking, it almost sounds um, like Marvel Universe, Metaverse. You know, uh-huh. because that's a character. That's a, that's a, that's a, uh-huh. that, that's a dimension in, uh-huh. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a DC comic world. And so, but now, uh-huh. it's, now it's over here, used as an actual place that you can invest. So tell us about mm-hmm. this new book that you're talking about, Metaverse and NFTs. And then also, why are you emphasizing women to be more, uh, I could say, knowledgeable and informed about blockchain and digital currency and digital land? So let's start with your book conversation first, Michelle. 
Okay, so let's start with, so I think it's important for um, us, and, you know, I'm definitely one of educating um, my people when it comes to this topic. And when we think about the metaverse, you mentioned about Marvel, and it seems like it's woo-woo and it's way out there, but I want to break it down for you so it makes sense to you. So think about when you go on Facebook right now. Right. You really enter into a metaverse on Facebook. You got your page. You have different things that Facebook that you can do on Facebook and so forth. The difference is the metaverse is a 3D world versus a 2D, 2D world. That's what makes the metaverse different than the Web 2.0 that we're dealing in right now. That's why they call it Web 3.0 as well, because it's a 3D world that you're going to be interacting in versus the 2D world. But if you think about from an NFT perspective to add that to it, your page is like your land, your digital land that you own on Facebook. But instead of owning it, you don't have any ownership rights to it. You're renting it right now, and you're renting it by providing them your data. Right. That they can sell, right? Right. Well, now in the metaverse, you would be able to own that, and you and the NFT would allow you to own, because that's a unique page of yours. And it would allow you to own that specific land in that metaverse, just say if we use Facebook as an example. And I'm just trying to make it make sense in real life for people so it doesn't go over their head. Mm-hmm. Well, my whole thing so, is that that's why that's why I'm enjoying this conversation, because nothing you've said in this interview has went, I felt, above my basic knowledge. And I think that's important you know, this is not by the. Uh, I got a degree in mathematics, but that's not helping me learn anything else that you're teaching me because it's straight common sense. Because what you told me, the most important thing is, Rashawn, nobody asked you anything about a dollar. You just spend it. Nobody told you, they told you, this is $1, $5, this is $10, this is $20, this is a $100, this is a $1,000 bill, I think, out there somewhere. Okay? Mm-hmm. They, had a, they started a $2 bill, then they stopped it. Okay? Right. They said, well, you know, I don't like that $2 bill. No, stop using it. We're going to take that out of circulation. So mm-hmm. that's how we, that's how we have to look at cryptocurrency. It's no different exactly. than them starting the $2 bill and them stopping it. But what you said right. that I think that was more important is that it's not controlled by who. And I think that's what you said stop. earlier. You, you said, unlike the dollar, the cryptocurrency is not controlled by somebody. Correct. It's not. It's not controlled by a central authority. It's de- it was what we call decentralized. Mm-hmm. So if you think about Uber, right, at one time you had to call in to the taxi cab company and they had to dispatch, dispatch the money for you. Right. I mean, dispatch a cab for you. And then right. Uber came. Right. And people ran. Now anybody, my next door neighbor can be my Uber driver. No different than when you go in your bank and, and you go look online that's a central authority that's controlling that and a central server. Well, and decentralized is that all of us can run the network and we don't have to trust one person be, and to tell us that this money is there when we all know that if everybody went and made a bank run right now, the bank would have to shut down and they would have to be in because they don't really have the money there. Right. Because they loan them 10 times what they deposit so they it's a ponzi scheme that's been running forever we just believe in it wow and so when you go to nfts like i said artists are dropping their music uh you can get original art this is not a copy but original art that can't be replicated that's what we're talking about correct correct and so when somebody sells it basically the person who originally has access it can get a percentage of that sale 
Correct. Now, how is that tracked? Because that's what makes it non-fungible, and that, and it's tracked on the blockchain. So if you think about the blockchain like a public ledger. Yes, ma'am. So any transaction that occurs on the blockchain you can go on the Block Explorer and you can see that transaction and anybody can view that transaction but based on, so I'm going to make it make sense to you. So say, for instance, based on your routing number and account number, mm-hmm. we, call, we just call it the hash rate. We just call it the hashtag. You see what I'm saying? That's the, that's the only difference. Wow. And so with that being, with, so, so just, just laying it out there for the people because we're about to wrap up the show. Just letting them know this. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not this is not a scam. This is this is mm-hmm. actual currency. This is a way people are doing business and we're either gonna get on or we're gonna sit around complaining and get left out mm-hmm. again. Uh mm-hmm. you are an educational tool that are helping people. But uh the other part of that two part question I have for you is emphasizing women being educated about this, being part mm-hmm. of the digital world. Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. It's important because typically women are left out of finance. We are we, we are definitely a, a, a huge minority in the finance community, and we are in the finance industry and in tech. We we fall way short in those two industries. Well, when you talk about cryptocurrency and the blockchain, you've married those two. You've married technology and you've married finance. And so, I want to make sure, as a woman, specifically as a black woman that we are not left behind when we have the chance to get in front of it. Because let me just say this, only 14%, as, 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 as known as you are, you don't own cryptocurrency, which means that we are still in the early adopter stage. So we have to choose whether we're going to be in 2000 when Amazon came out and buy Amazon stock and get rich, or whether we're going to wait for everybody to start buying Amazon stock and for us to get permission from the people that have kept us back in our current financial system that we operate in to say, okay, now it's okay. Wow. Michelle, I want to thank you for calling in on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I know you have a boot camp coming up uh, January 22nd and 23rd in Houston, Texas. Do you have a website? Yes, they can go to IamDigitalDiva.com and CryptoRichU.com. And you are a diva. You are a cryptocurrency diva. I want to thank you for calling in on Money Making Conversation. I'm a friend. I'm a friend, and if you ever need anything, please call in and just keep us educated. Keep us learning. It's the first quarter. This is when you change people's lives, and we want to make sure that you're part of that big change. And money, my Money Making Conversation Masterclass, uh, I hope you I hope you're comfortable with this interview because I was very, very well-informed and educated, and I am a person who's going to get into the cryptocurrency game and the Bitcoin game and as well as the NFT game because people have been coming to me, and I have not known how to react. At least this starts me in the conversation of being comfortable to respond and also know that I can't participate because it's part of the economic world that we live in. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate you.